Hi, my name's Ellie Griffiths, I'm a language student and self-confessed workaholic. Join me over the upcoming weeks as I dive too deep into an array of topics with friends, focusing on the realities of student living, mental health and all things topical. So, settle down, grab a cuppa and let's get too deep into this week's discussion. Today I'm joined with Savannah Southern to discuss the Free Britney movement and the consequences of toxicity within the media for both celebrities and the public alike. Hello, uh, welcome to episode three of the Tea Deep podcast. Um, so usually when people come on this podcast, I tend to ask them how they drink their tea, like how they make their tea, if they like tea, because you know, it's in the name. Right. Um, yeah. So do you have any opinions on it? Any, I don't know, what's your take on yeah. tea? Well, I don't like tea, I don't drink tea, but I guess I have opinions on how it should be made. Like, I think you should put kind of the tea bag in and then the water <laughs> and then the milk. Like, the other day, my mum was making a coffee, but I didn't realise she was. And she, like, put milk in before she put water in. And I was like, what on earth are you doing? Like, even I know that that's really bad. But then she said she was making coffee, but she was making tea. Oh. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I used to put the milk in first for so many years. I got so much stick for it. But like in my head, you can see the measurement of milk to the cup. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think to other people, that's a bit weird. But to me, it's... No, <laughs> I get it. It's like measuring out. It's like being precise and perfectionist. I get that. Yeah, that is fatal flaw. Um, okay, so slightly different topic. But today we're going to be talking about... Britney Spears and kind of the whole free Britney movement um so I guess for people that don't know who she is I mean if you don't then who are you (laughs) um but maybe would you like to explain a bit more about her childhood her early career and things like that yeah definitely so for those of you who don't know who Britney Spears is I mean she's an American pop star she broke on the scene with Baby One More Time, which had a really memorable music video. It was um, when they were in the, in the school uniform, like dancing. And she was basically propelled to stardom. Then the album came out in 1999 of the same name. And that was like multi-platinum in America. It sold like millions of records. So she was huge. And at the time of the album release, she was only 17. So she was so young. And since then, she's had hits with like, Oops, I Did It Again, um, Toxic, Slave For You, Give Me More and Womanizer. So they're all massive hits throughout her whole career, really. So she was born in Kentwood, Louisiana in 1981. And kind of as with most pop stars, you know, from a young age, they knew they were like destined for this and, you know, their, their talent was clear. So when she was 10, she kind of took part in Star Search, which was kind of an American talent program. I think the premise of it was that they'd have kind of two kids against each other and there's judges and then whoever is voted the winner kind of goes through it. It's almost like a thing, it's kind of like a winner stays on. A few years later, she was in the Mickey Mouse Club um, and she was on that with um, kind of fellow big names like Justin Timberlake. Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, and that was kind of what kind of propelled her a little bit more um, into not a household name, but you know, obviously a Disney show. People will know kind of who you are. But um, that got cancelled, and she moved back home to Louisiana, and she went to high school for a couple of years, and she was kind of just like a normal kid again. In I think it was. 1997 she signed for um a record company i think it was jive records she signed for in new york she did have a somewhat difficult childhood i know that her parents would have arguments and she kind of would go to her aunts to get away from it um 
in the Framing Britney Spears documentary, they were talking about her dad and they were saying that her mum was, who'd go with her to New York and stuff and um, was more involved in her career in that sense. And her dad wasn't really too involved. Um, but he did say something like, my daughter's going to be rich and when she's rich, she's going to buy me a boat, which to the person he said it to, it was a bit like, well, that's a bit of a weird thing to say that, you know. Yeah you just kind of value your daughter in that sense but I mean that will come to light later really I mean from like my own research the kind of impression I got was that she's the thing that united her family together in many ways so yeah it's like they were so united on her stardom that that put so much pressure on her to perform and to do these things and to live up to what they wanted it had kind of made me question whether because she's had such humble beginnings if there needs to be more kind of protection or maybe you know, like media training for rising stars. Yeah, definitely. I think with rising stars and what is a problem, and it's always been a problem, like it's an issue now, it has been for years and years and years, that I think there's an issue where when you have a child that's so talented and you push and they're on TV or they're, they're singing or whatever, there has to be some kind of protection because some families will see that as money and put loads of pressure on children and just kind of their best interests aren't taken into account really if they're so focused on oh well if they get this show then they'll get this much money then especially for someone like say Britney's family who did have humble beginnings you know the dad went from job to job when you have something in your family that you kind of see as a product as a brand that it can make loads of money I think it's the kind of dynamic in the family is bound to change and there could be exploitation there like it's kind of bound to happen with some people and I think that has kind of happened over the years with Britney. Yeah I I do think that's that's a massive problem really especially when they come from such you know I don't want to say hardship but they weren't exactly wealthy to begin with. No. And so I don't know it's a hard one isn't it because like obviously that's not the right approach to take with it at all but I think it would be difficult if you didn't have a lot of money to then see your daughter have this level of fame or like potential for fame because you're always going to be thinking in the back of your mind like oh she can get us out of this situation but I think that's so much pressure to put on a child and it completely diminishes the whole point of it like her enjoyment more than anything yeah yeah definitely I think it kind of I mean I know she obviously got that little bit of normality when she was back at school and you know she obviously was enjoying herself in the Mickey Mouse Club and stuff but I don't know it almost when you're propelling a child into a life of fame when they're that young they are going to miss out on a normal childhood and they are going to miss out kind of if you're thinking about later they're going to miss out on making mistakes that every person makes but not in front of a camera like not for the whole world to see they're kind of missing out on learning life I think I read somewhere that she started her career at like four like she started performing at four and then she got an agent at eight and I think that's you say it's, it's very it's very young to propel someone into that standard of fame especially at the time when mental health wasn't so seriously yeah. looked at and like social media was really just picking up yeah I agree I think I think it's different uh, to think of it with Britney's family because obviously they were from Louisiana they didn't really have any like contacts in the industry so yeah it's just interesting to look at it from perspective that they really were trying to push their kid by getting the like agent just so young it's I don't know I feel like with stuff like that with management and stuff it's really easy to be able to kind of take advantage of a family like that who kind of want their child to be successful um, yeah because it's a completely yeah. unknown industry as well like it's it's very easy to kind of manipulate their situation and tell them what's right when really yeah definitely wrong. yeah do you think do you think like protection for celebrities do you think that's maybe improved since the late 1990s or do you think we maybe need to work on that more now hmm yeah I don't know really I think there's a lot more knowledge now of um kind of exploitation and 
you know, the first management that comes up to say, oh, I'll represent you. I think people think about it a bit more now, thinking, is this kind of the right route to take? But I don't really think a lot has changed. And I think it's just different with social media now because you see like young people, like really young people on social media. Sometimes the parents are kind of the same. They're just trying to get money out of them. Um, So I don't really know. I don't really think a lot has changed, but I think people are a bit more kind of knowledgeable of cases of it happening in the past. So to be honest, I think if there are parents who see such talent in a child, whether that be like sport or um, music or, you know, acting or anything, I think sometimes you can get so blinded by the idea of success and being told that your child is going to be really successful to kind of consider it sometimes. It's almost like social media is given another platform of exploitation then in many ways <laughs> like I don't know because I guess without social media the only way is to get recognized but like through television and going on shows yeah. like the x factor and you know like in the case of Britney like the Mickey Mouse Club um but nowadays like it's very easy to just record a YouTube video put it up like <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> like upload yeah. it and um and just hit that instant level of fame. So I guess in many ways, maybe the situation's worse in respect of you can upload a video now, it's online, you get famous overnight, like literally overnight, and you have to come to terms with that. Um, yeah. The only example I can think of is maybe like Sean Mendes. I think he used to do like vines. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe not overnight, but within a few weeks he'd hit quite a high level of fame. So I think, for me at least, it feels like fame is easier to come by for the average person. But as you say, I think we're maybe more equipped to deal with it because you see celebrities on like Love Island and stuff and they're, they are really just average people. Um, yeah. And so there's there's got to be better media training. It's not just a case of you have a handful of celebrities now. There's almost that many celebrities that like the level of intensity is decreased in some way. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there is more now. And I feel like, especially with the rise of like reality TV and the island and stuff, there's more kind of disposable celebrities. So you've really got to, in a lot of cases, play your cards right to stay relevant. And I think there is a lot of focus on, you know, certain ones, say like the Kardashians and in Britain at least, like, when we have a Love Island, there's always loads of focus on one. Like I can think of Molly May, but Molly May is still so relevant and she's so so spoken about in good ways by people and also really negatively, you know, anything she does is seen as bad by some people and reported on. But I do think there are kind of less... If you think about, like, how Britney Spears was in the early 2000s, she was, like, the, the pop princess in America. I feel like there's less of that now. Like, even with, say, Ariana Grande and stuff, there's, like, less of an obsession in the media. Going back to Britney Spears then, <laughs> back in the U. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she ended up actually dating Justin Timberlake. From, mm, yeah, she did. I can't even say his name. <laughs> um, from the Mickey Mouse Club from 1999 yeah. to 2002 and yeah. many say that was kind of her downfall almost or that was the turning point in what happened from 2007 onwards yeah I think Justin Timberlake that whole relationship it was very much like it was rumored for absolutely ages because Britney Spears was you know this pop singer this young pop star and Justin Timberlake was in a band called Sync, and they were huge at the time I think they had the same like record label and right at the start of her career, she kind of went on tour with them and supported them. So there was that. And then there was obviously the link back to the Mickey Mouse Club. And there was, yeah, a lot of um, talk about them as a couple. And then when they came out to be a couple, it just blew up. I mean, they were very public with appearances together. They weren't public kind of discussing about their relationship, but they were made plenty of appearances, you know, it was an award show and they wore like matching denim outfits and that's spoken about now, like it's seen as so iconic and, you know, they went to this basketball game and they wore like matching um, like jerseys and they had like their nicknames in the back of them. They were like the start, the it couple and they were very young, like, you know, late teens, early twenties, like very, very young. And I think to have like kind of your first relationship, 
plastered everywhere it would be really hard for anyone like just to have that like scrutiny and you know everyone asking those questions and it it wouldn't help that you know Britney was seen as such a innocent girl especially like her first album she was you know 16 17 she was very very polite she was you know just very innocent and people in like interviews were really gross like they would ask her about her boobs they would ask her um about like are you staying a virgin till you're married and stuff and she you know she was a christian she was always saying like I want to wait till I'm married when I found the right person, you know. But she, I mean, they were asking her these questions when she was like 17, 18, which was so inappropriate. You would never get that now. Oh, absolutely um, not. And you would never have got that to a man then. Um, but yeah, I think that the the focus and the press on her virginity really was a bad thing when it came to her relationship with Justin Timberlake because it added another level of, oh, have they had sex? Like, have they done this? Have they done that? And when they broke up, yeah, there's definitely the start of kind of the change in media perception of Britney Spears and how she was framed. She went from being innocent to being seen as a slut, basically, because how Justin Timberlake played their breakup in public was, you know, that you know she was seen as a slut like there's no two ways about it like they broke up in 2002 and justin played the victim and britney was just seen as the villain um and yeah it's a definite turning point in the narrative of britney spears yeah from that point because i don't know if anyone's seen it but justin timberlake at this point was um, kind of leaving InSync behind and launching a solo career, oh. and he'd released he'd released a song and it had done like okay, but it didn't like go number one or anything. But then he released Crimea River, which was about the breakup with Britney Spears, um, and the music video was so creepy. Like he hired like a Britney Spears lookalike and they won't really show her face, but you know, with the outfits she was wearing yeah. and um, it, just, it looked like Britney Spears and he'd be like following her, which now people would look at, if that came out now as celebrity break, people would be like, that is so creepy. Why is he like stalking her in this music video? But like, it was all about her cheating on him um, and you know, him being the victim when in reality, you know, they, both cheated on each other they were very young and while that doesn't kind of excuse them from cheating because that's still really bad and you know they were old enough to know better like they both did it and he just got none of the repercussions like yeah repercussions yeah i was actually just gonna mention his crimey river song actually um Mm. because i think that did very much escalate the paparazzi attention you know, like as you're saying, it's yeah. an already rocky period of time in her life. Like, we'd all be affected by that. But it yeah. just made her situation so much worse. And not only that, but it's kind of the start of the whole idea of revenge songs as well. Like, revenge breakup yeah. songs. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like nowadays, we've heard those kind of songs that often. That Not that we're not impacted by them, but it's more... It's just like, oh, for God's sake, like, stop, stop airing you dirty dawn, you know. Um, yeah. But back then, that was, that was quite scandalous. That was quite, oh, like, <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, obviously, because they were both such high-profile celebrities, it, you know, made it even worse for... Well, it was like their eyes were on them. It was going to be huge. And Justin Timberlake knew what he was doing. It was damage control. Like, he went on a radio show, and the... Um, DJ was like so tell us like did you do it did you F Britney Spears and then he was like he could tell he was really awkward he's like ha 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 and he's like yeah I did it and it's just like what <laughs> like I don't know it was like he knew that there was such a media obsession with her virginity and he's just he could have just you know said nothing and like no comment and kind of you know like if he said no comment people were gonna guess that he'd done it anyway like that they're set together but like him just saying it like that it just kind of sounds like he didn't care and you did say like this was a rocky period in her life like 
loads of different things happened like at this time as well as the breakup and obviously they were together for like two three years and you know they're young that is going to have such an impact just a breakup at that age just all this media obsession that he just keeps coming back to Britney like she can't do anything yeah. um without it being kind of focused on and it's really sad and it's sad because she did her own song about the situation and it's every time and it's such a like it's a sad song and it's her you know she takes responsibility for what happened in it you know she's obviously tearing herself apart after this and really blaming herself and she's probably doing that because you know everyone else is blaming her and she's bound to think that i think that's the thing isn't it like women there's so much more pressure for women in the media i feel like because they've got to try and live up to the stereotype of being angelic or like just quite pure and innocent whereas yeah. men i feel like they just kind of get a pat on the back like as you were saying when they're talking to Definitely. Justin about taking a virginity or like allegedly taking it it was more posed towards him in a I don't know like in a praiseable way yeah like oh have you done it have you done it yet like but if that was to women it's kind of very I don't know like very intrusive woman, yeah like if a woman yeah. was to be that open about something they'd instantly be branded a slut as you were saying but exactly yeah it's just not the same for men to men it's like oh okay like add another one it's to like the a tally. conquest yeah yeah and i think justin timberlake i mean i know he's like apologized this week but he's just bringing it up like for years and years and years like, there's this video of him like i'm talking about 2013 of him about synchrony river and he was like you ever with someone and she turns out to be a bitch and then he starts singing and I'm like, crikey me, like that was like, I don't know, like 11 years after it happened. Like, I think that a lot of people think that Justin Timberlake really used this to propel his solo career. And I think if, if say if they'd never broken up or like they'd broken up and he hadn't framed her, you know, to be a slut and a cheat, then I don't think he would have had as much success in his music career, to be perfectly honest. That's really sad. Like, it's really sad that you had to use yeah. another woman in such kind of a provocative way to get yeah. what he wanted. Like, oh, I don't know. The, the world's so messed up, especially back yeah. then as well. Like, you hear so many different stories of celebrities with the same kind of storyline. Yeah. Like, she is... I don't know how she's kind of done it for all these years. So many worse things have happened to people in this situation and they've just, you know, like, ended their life. Yeah. So she's, she's yeah. very, very strong for just carrying on with it. I find it funny how you just said about, you know, this has happened to other women too. And that's so true. And it's happened with um, Justin Timberlake with other women too. Like, I think it was like 2004 at the Super Bowl, um, Janet Jackson was performing and Justin Timberlake came on and sang Rock Your Body with her. And then he like ripped her. Like uh, there's a lyric in it at, right at the very end, and it says something like "Get you naked by the end of this song." And then he like grabs her. It wasn't her bra. Like it was what was covering her boob in her outfit. I'm not really sure how to describe it. And she like he like ripped it, and it came off. And you know the Super Bowl is huge in America and worldwide. So like everyone saw her boob, and that was huge because. Janet Jackson got blacklisted basically um, in the business like she was meant to be hosting an award show and then she wasn't and you know and it's spoken about so much and it did have a big effect on her career but then it was never spoke about with Justin Timberlake even though he was the one that done it in the first place whether it was intentional or not I, I'm pretty sure it was an accident but that's kind of beyond the point because people just blamed her when it was a man that did it and he had no repercussions whatsoever yeah i think the yeah. thing that makes me sad as well is that before doing research for this episode i kind of knew of britney from her like 2007 breakdown and you yeah. know, all the memes that they created behind it like obviously yeah. for the icon that she is as well um but then you look at jt and the only thing i knew about him was like I don't know anything positive I knew like his music yeah. and I knew absolutely nothing about kind of the things that he'd done and I think that's that's shocking in itself how the media kind of feeds us so much information that sticks with us for so long like it's, it's just weird how we all see Britney as like this 
crazy individual like at least from a media point of view and then Justin Timberlake's just seen as just another just another singer like with absolutely no repercussions as you say yeah exactly like and from outsiders you kind of look at their relationship and see like oh that was young love like she broke his heart like and that's kind of been the narrative ever since but it had such a big impact at the time because they had all these gossip magazines and I mean nowadays it's one on social media but then it was like huge and you know you know from gossip magazines it's all like lies like you know when they put the pictures in of like celebs and holiday and got a bit fat yeah like that's completely normal and they're just like ripping them to shreds like that's what happened and it was all you know in that kind of period you know with any celebrity especially women they're torn to shreds on these magazines and for Britney I mean when this happened like she was kind of my age and I just can't imagine having that much scrutiny and that many like seeing that many lies about me all the time yeah um I just can't imagine it no, I mean, it's like, it's bad enough in school, isn't it? When you've got all these Chinese oh, whispers yeah. going on. But <laughs> dread to think what it's oh, like, yeah. adding like another another layer to that. It must be horrendous. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think anything else escalated these problems for her? Like leading up to 2007, do you think there's anything else that kind of propelled this feeling of yeah. um, like overwhelmingness any further? Yeah. I think there was quite a bit that happened to be perfectly honest. So there was obviously what happened with Justin, which was the start, but also around that time, you know, her image was kind of changing and she was wearing more kind of provocative things. And as the young, like virginal Britney Spears, her image was changing for sure. And I think there was a lot of scrutiny from what she was wearing. Um, and there was, I think it was like the governor of Maryland, his wife said that if she got the opportunity, um, she'd shoot Britney Spears because of the bad example that she sets for like kids, because a lot of her fans from the start were like young girls really. Um, so that was really bad. And, and there was this interview with Diane Sawyer, who, I mean, I remember watching it years ago and thinking, I can't, like the audacity of that woman, I can't believe like she was asking Britney really not sad questions like there were the questions that everyone wanted to know about like Justin and stuff and she was like you've had a hard year and she was like listening after things that happened and like when you're watching it Britney she looks heartbroken she looks like so upset and for for like someone like who's married to a politician to come out and say that she wants to shoot someone I mean it's very America but it's very like bad she released her fourth album in the zone which was one with toxic on and stuff and you know that did really well um of course but after that a few things happened and you could like I'm not saying she was spiraling but there was more kind of things that were happening that I guess would happen with young people when they're kind of trying to find themselves she got married for like 55 hours to like a childhood friend in Vegas and stuff and it's just like they didn't mention that on that frame in Britney Spears documentary about that marriage and I was kind of shocked because when I talk about the kind of free Britney I always think that's almost that was almost like the start of her almost downfall from those few years because it was very unlike Britney Spears to go and you know get married just overnight and then not divorced it got like annulled but they weren't going out or anything they just got married it's very like impulsive it's quite in the moment isn't it like I mean it's obviously the start of her mental health decline because yeah like from experience if you're having a bit of dip in mood or whatever you're like oh I'm gonna I don't know spend loads of money online or I'm gonna go out and do this or do that like you don't really think about things you're looking for that instant hit that instant kind of high and obviously yeah. that's way, her way of dealing with it but at the time I don't feel like people were properly educated to know that kind of sign yeah definitely I think yeah there was that and I think that you know from someone who knows that mental health and stuff like it's very obvious that if she was completely fine she wouldn't have done that like there's one thing you're making a mistake from that because you're drunk but you don't get married like can't be completely sane I guess and do that a few months later she started dating I think he was a backup dancer he was called Kevin Federline and um he'd actually worked with InSync before or just in like he worked with one of them anyway um 
I was going to say, which is quite he... funny. <laughs> wasn't he the backup dancer for Justin Timberlake? I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, it was either him in person or his band. I can't remember, but yeah, he's like as a backup dancer. So they got engaged after about three months, really quickly, and had two kids, like one in. 2005 one 2006 like she had them kind of back to back like just over a year apart which I know that's to be honest that is quite common like a lot of people do do that but that's gonna have a big impact on you having you know it's gonna have a big impact on you physically having seen a cat you carried and given birth to two children in such quick succession um yeah but yeah then they got divorced not long after the um second child and kind of around this time was when paparazzi was starting to be really really involved and focus in on her life and I think if it wasn't for the paparazzi it wouldn't have I don't think she'd be in a conservatorship yeah equally though do you think she was trying to I don't know like I feel like having two marriages in one year is quite (laughs) quite quite a lot um do you think she's almost trying to fill the gap that Justin left then I guess she'd fantasized about having kids and marrying yeah. Justin, and then it's a case of, oh, I don't have him now. Like, I want that. Do you think she's almost just trying to fulfill that kind of fantasy with anyone she yeah. could Yeah, I think, yeah, to an extent, because I know that she'd always kind of wanted kids and she'd always kind of made that known. She'd always wanted the marriage, the family, the whole kind of unit. And I remember seen an interview quite a few years ago with someone who I think worked on a couple of music videos in her really early career and he was saying like oh he wasn't shocked that she'd got married I think she'd said something like she wants to be married by 23 and having kids and that was kind of the age where all of that did happen so I think that it wasn't a shock I think she does fall very quickly she's very sweet and I think Kevin Fedline did kind of take advantage of that and take advantage of the fame because he was with someone at the time he like left his pregnant girlfriend to be with Britney Spears which is so bad like so messed up but I think I do think she was in love I do think she married kind of for the right reasons for her but I think she got taken advantage of and then and then we hit this massive like crescendo that is 2007 yeah Um, yeah I mean I don't really know the order in which these things happened but do you say like after her divorce then it kind of led to constant partying she's in and out of rehab shaved her head um, yeah just yeah like swearing at the press just constant comparison to the celebrities and yeah that that level of intensity of scrutinization just took another layer like yeah definitely I think the start of well as I said the start of kind of the paparazzi being so obsessed with kind of with her was when she you know got pregnant and then it started it started to get bad I'd say when she was having her second kid like there were a couple of really big kind of talking points one of them was actually I'm not sure if she was pregnant at this point but when she had only got her one child she was um pictured driving with him on her lap and she did an interview and she was saying what happened was there was so many paparazzi around like banging on the windows like being really close up to the windows with you know the cameras and stuff and and her kid was crying in the back and she just you know just put him on her lap to care for him almost she said that her dad did the same with her when she was little and stuff and obviously she shouldn't have done it but you know if it wasn't for the paparazzi she wouldn't have done it like so there was that and then there was um an instance where she was very early on in her pregnancy with her second child and the paparazzi were following her and she kind of took refuge in a restaurant to kind of get away from it and then kind of the the owners of the restaurant just basically like didn't really protect her they just kind of let the paparazzi take photos and you could if you see the photos, if you search for them, you can see she's sitting at a table with her baby on her lap and she's just like crying. Like, what else can she do? Like, she can't escape the paparazzi. She can't do anything. And then, yeah, 2007, oh, the end of 2006, actually, when she filed for divorce. 
and she um, wanted sole custody of her children but Kevin Fedline also wanted sole custody so that in itself obviously created a media storm um, as well as these photos and the paparazzi kind of and the media because obviously the paparazzi has to sell the photos to the media and then they kind of can come up with whatever slant they want on things but they were you know showing her to be an unfit mother i think i read that's gonna be the start um i don't know it's kind of said that it was a million pounds per photo at one point yeah and that's that's the thing that gets me like even if they're taking a picture of her having a mental breakdown or like just literally walking to the shop like a million pounds for that like and that's the sad thing because that was the price of these pictures the value of them again like it all comes back to just how people put food on the table you know like if that's their job and that's the way of gaining quick money quick like yeah large amounts of money you're not going to turn it down but equally exactly. there was no protection in place to go look she's a celebrity but she's also a human being like exactly, have space. Yeah. yeah no I agree with you completely there I think if you know that you're gonna have a career yeah, all you need is a camera and you need, you know, the right contacts and you could be getting one million pounds for a photo of a pop star. A lot of people would want to do that. Like, and I'm not saying you can't blame them because morals, but it's really easy to see why so many people would want it and why so many people would follow Britney around. Like, if you see the photos of her being followed by a paparazzi, it's ridiculous. And the, the, like, the levels of intrusion that they had was ridiculous. And yeah, it just led to, it led to 2007, really. What everyone, you know, sees as, you know, Britney's mental breakdown, she shaved her head. I mean, even the yeah. act of shaving her head, I guess that was a way of her trying to gain back some control. It's like, you can, yeah. you can print what you want about me, you can do what you want, but ultimately, I'm the person that decides what I look like, how I act, like, and there's no getting yeah. past that. Yeah, I think, you know, the shaving of the head thing, I mean, her mother said in her book that she released like a few years later that she thinks Britney was suffering from like postpartum depression, which is really, really common. But yeah, she, you know, went to a salon. They refused to shave her head because I'm guessing, you know, anyone would think, what the hell? Why do you want me to shave your head? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it was a way of liberation, really, like to, you know, yeah, not have people touching you the whole time not have people in your space that you're doing something for you you can't if my hair's not there you can't touch it you know I think that kind of says a lot like if something isn't there you can't have it yeah yeah absolutely I mean that's the thing as well like the press were fully just mocking kind of these signs of mental illness and yeah I don't know for me it just angers me a little bit that people could be treated in that way but I think the important thing is that now I don't know what the laws are like or anything, but it, to me, it feels like we've got a greater level of protection to some extent. I mean, I'll touch on it a little bit later, but I think at least now we have an understanding of mental health. Like I keep saying it, but I think it's so important to so many aspects of people's lives. And I think it's just one one great example of it. Yeah, definitely. I think that there is greater protection now. I think paparazzi laws kind of did come in after what happened and also this is like unrelated but I've been like I, I do find like pop culture from like the 2000s like really interesting so you know if I start watching something from the early 2000s I like you know tend to kind of look into the actors and stuff and recently I've been really like looking at the whole um Tom Cruise Katie Holmes relationship and that divorce and I can draw parallels they had a kid this was like not even at the same time this was in about like 2012 2013 and paparazzi would be like obsessed with getting pictures of this child and I'm thinking it's just so bad like the paparazzi that paparazzi can get access to people's lives in such an intrusive way yeah I mean I was going to talk about it later but I feel like it's quite appropriate to mention it now it's like I don't know I guess in the past you've got Diana again like Princess Diana that's another classic yeah. example of how the media ruin lives um and even in the modern day I was thinking about it and you've got like Meghan Markle like she was that oh, blasted by the press that she's like up and moved and they're no longer even part of the royal family and then you've also got 
the example of Jessie Nelson as well from Little Mix. Yeah. And she completely left the band to try and deal with her mental health. And I think it's very important that people are doing that. Like they are recognising, okay, I'm taking a step back now and I'm doing what's right for me. And I think if anything, that's the thing that's changed and that's the thing that has propelled things forward really. Yeah, definitely. And I think that now mental health is taken like kind of way more seriously and people can identify um when someone's going through um like a phase of bad mental health and I think that it's very easy to look at it now and say it's very obvious that Brittany wasn't herself that she was really struggling but back then it was just seen as a joke and for so many years since it's been seen as a joke like oh I'm stressed but not that stressed I'm going to shave my head like so many people just talk like that and there's been so many references to it in like pop culture throughout the years that now if that happened there would be real concern for you know the celebrity that it's happening to and it wouldn't be seen as just a joke or something to laugh at and it's kind of crazy how far that we've come in such a short amount of time really in regards to mental health and celebrities I think. Yeah I think there's still definitely a notion of kind of consumerism and things that we still need to look at in that kind of regard because you know we especially with social media nowadays we can access it when we want literally all day every day if we really want to and it's yeah it's any snippets of people's lives that they want to show and I think that's good in yeah. some ways because for celebrities they can take control of what they yeah, want to produce definitely um but at the same time it's still it still has that damaging effect and there's still press and newspapers and things that can just publish what they want and it could be blatantly wrong and you know completely unfactual um and I think it's about about us as the public kind of taking a stand against that in many ways and questioning what we read and just respecting those boundaries really yeah definitely I think a lot of people forget that celebrities especially like the huge celebrities are just like us like they're humans they have feelings just because you know they're being successful it doesn't mean that they're not going through something like I think people think about that a little bit more now but when someone's as big as Britney Spears and you've been watching them gradually get worse and worse throughout the years like it was just media excitement that she was doing all these stuff like the, the shaved head and everything it was like oh yes look what Britney Spears has done now rather than oh my goodness poor her I mean, in that respect, then, do you think it's even healthy to have idols? Like, is it healthy to, to look up to someone? Like, for both the the person you're looking up to and the per- person that's looking up to them? I hope that's made some yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it does. I think that, you know, Brittany said something before when she was younger, something like, I'm not responsible for the children that, you know, you were so worried about seeing me. And that's true, like, she she wasn't responsible for, like, people looking up to her, like, I think that it's obviously going to happen with celebrities, like you're going to have fans. And what I personally like, because I love Britney and look up to her and stuff, but I look up to her and think, you know, she's gone through so much, so much hardship. And I find that kind of really inspiring to be able to like relate to someone that's seemingly had it all, but they still struggled. But I don't know. I think it depends what you kind of look for in a celebrity if you're having an idol and what you kind of what that means to you like you could you know worship their every move and like you know be so obsessed with them but you could also care about them or I think it depends but I definitely do think that just because you're famous you shouldn't have the responsibility of people looking up to you you know what I mean yeah, absolutely. I think you just still, in many ways, be kind of respectful of that, though. Because I think, you know, yeah, whether or not definitely. you choose to have that level of fame or not, like, you still have kind of a duty yeah. of care, almost. Like, that's just part of the job. It, I don't yeah. know. It just needs to be respected on both ends, doesn't it? Like, there just needs to be a balance. Um, yeah. And that yeah. clearly wasn't there during Britney's kind of rise to fame. No, I think... I think the fact that she was kind of seen as like a product and was shaped so much by her management in her early years, which made her 
appeal to such young people is part of the issue because you know it was almost like Britney as the product, Britney as the person who needs to record another album because her fans want it, rather than you know Britney as the person. I mean, just touching back to her 2007 period as well. Even like when you look at the MTV performance that she gave, so that was seven months post her public breakdown. Um, yeah, and from videos, like she clearly looked uninterested she's lip syncing yeah you know the whole thing just feels very forced um yeah and again like I think that's it's just a sign of people going right you're a star it doesn't matter that this has happened to you like go do it like go on stage and I think people need to be held responsible for that as well like they were booking her in for all these events knowing very well that she was suffering and there's absolutely no care for her mental health for her even her physical health yeah, I mean, you know, she obviously had had two children. She was working again. She'd gone through all this stuff mentally. Like, she wasn't really in a fit state to work, to record, no matter perform. And I feel really bad because Blackout is my favourite Britney album and I felt so guilty about it for ages because I'm like, I think you recorded it in 2007, so she obviously wasn't in the best frame of mind. Like, she probably shouldn't have been recording it, but it's such an iconic album piece of me was about all the paparazzi or the press wanting a piece of her like the constant media attention to her and there was like gimme more as well which is the one she performed then people just being obsessed with her really like just wanting more more like scandal more just more from her like not necessarily music wise but like attention then you have (laughs) the period of her conservatorship yeah (laughs) (laughs) very very long words to try and pronounce um but yeah maybe want to explain what that even is because i mean yeah to do research for this episode i had no idea in 2008 the very start um refused a court order to give over her kids and that kind of suspended the right to see her children and she was like put in a in the documentary, it said in like a medical health hold. So when that happened, obviously all this stuff had happened before. Her dad, Jamie, filed for a temporary conservatorship. Um, you know, there was someone on the documentary saying like they found it really unusual because she was young and she was very capable of, you know, doing things that she literally a few months earlier recorded and released this album so he filed for temporary conservatorship which was meant to just be until the end of 2008 but then it ended up being extended and she's still in it now 2021 most 40. she's in a probate conservatorship which is a court proceeding where a judge appoints a responsible person who is then called a conservator to care for another adult who cannot care for him slash herself or his or her finances the person the court appoints as conservator must be very responsible and in a conservatorship she doesn't have any control over healthcare, meals clothing personal care housekeeping transportation and recreation so she's not allowed to drive her own car and she doesn't own a mobile phone and she kind of can't get married without permission and stuff so it's a lot of control over a person you know basically taking their rights away yeah i mean she's like she's old enough now to make her own decisions i think that's that's the general view of the free britney movement it's a case of she's been put in this for i think it's like 11 or 12 years now um yeah and you know within that time she's she's i don't want to say recovered because i don't think anyone's ever fully recovered from mental health but she's yeah. kind of grown as a person she's maybe understood what works for her what doesn't in terms of therapy and yet she's still under the control of her father and I think that's it's a very sad situation to be in so one thing is that all interviews must be scripted yeah so for me like that that raises a question of human rights like is she not allowed free speech is she not allowed to speak yeah. out and speak her mind because that's very that's controlling to an extent that's wrong on so many levels like morally physically mentally yeah I think it's just weird because if you hear that this is happening in a relationship like someone was controlling someone that much it would be seen as domestic abuse so in a way you just like how is this kind of allowed how is this not too controlling because I think they put the reason 
kind of on the court documents that she's in it is because she had dementia. We can say we're pretty sure she didn't have it. No one knows the court records, I guess. But at the same time, since she's been put in this conservatorship, she has done over 466 shows. She's made over $427 million just from her concerts. She's released four albums. She's shot over 15 music videos, been a judge on The American X Factor and been on three world tours. And I'm not being funny, but that would be very hard for anyone. I don't know. I feel like it's just level of control over someone that yeah. can be exploited. Yeah. I think the thing that strikes me as well is like as you say with that that like incredible list of things that she's done and achieved yeah. within that time. Like that just proves yeah. she is capable. She's very productive and I don't think this kind of thing should be placed on someone that that can do those things. Like as you say it should be for someone that's fully you know like needs that control someone that yeah. can't control themselves and therefore needs that control to be taken over by someone else but evidently if she's doing all these things and seemingly she hasn't had another breakdown like 2007 at least not publicly she should be allowed to have a bit more or a lot more control yeah I think kind of the issue is like when we're talking about it right at the very start about child stars and family dynamics getting like skewed I think she obviously was going through a lot and she didn't have the right people around her to help her and I think it was just since if we get her in this we're sorted you know she has to pay us to be in it we control all of her money if she'd got better people around her and the family that kind of cared about finding something that was going to make her better rather than kind of controlling all of her money because they thought she couldn't control it like at the time she might not have been able to be in a position where she could have you know controlled such a large amount of money and her family life and stuff like but I don't think she should have been put in something so controlling and I don't think it should have been extended either like I don't think it should have been it anyway but you could have understood for the year but then during that year she recorded an, another album it's just doesn't make sense as to why they put her in it and then you know she could do all of these things and they wanted her to do all these things but that's the thing about being famous really it's a lot of people don't think about what's best for you yeah I always think in many ways maybe it has a lot to do with her dad like from what yeah. I could tell he was quite exploitative um yeah he had like drinking problems and they were constantly arguing like him and his wife like Britney's mom were constantly yeah. arguing at home so it wasn't a great upbringing it's quite toxic in many ways but then her dad gets a massive benefit from it so I almost question exactly. whether he put her in the conservatorship to wreak the benefits and like with no regard for his daughter because it kind of feels like he didn't care much for her anyway with the toxic yeah tox <laughs> oh I'm not even gonna say that word toxic like... <laughs> no <laughs> with like the environment that was at home yeah um so her dad gets $130,000 per year in addition to 1.5% of her gross tour revenue that's that's quite a big motivator in itself for someone that's come from quite a hard financial background yeah definitely I think that there's obviously a lot of interest for Jamie and kind of who she is like the lawyers and everything involves the conservatorship for this to carry on because you think about it she's obviously paying for Jamie to be a conservator and then she's paying for her own lawyers but she's also paying for the conservators lawyers and stuff so it's like she's paying for absolutely everyone you've got to kind of question the motives of people because the longer she's in this conservatorship for the longer she's paying everybody in it it's just really hard to understand how it will actually come to an end because it would have by now if they cared yeah it kind of feels like they've still got the same level of control as they did when she was a young child like they haven't treated her any differently she's like 40 now and she's yeah. still being treated like she's four or like you know when she first shot to start and they're trying to get her on all these different shows and just get her that break and I think, yeah i think that's the tragic thing really like she's gone all these years how many years of her life has she actually been in control she hasn't like because it's been taken by yeah. her parents the media I can't think of a period of time where she's been fully responsible for her own actions and what she wants no. to do no definitely not and I think there was that period where she was 
obviously when she was like partying with like Paris Hilton and stuff which if you think about it like every like person well obviously in America they have to be a bit older but like every like 18 year old goes partying like everyone does stuff like that it's like that's the time where you, you like you're free you get to find yourself you get to have fun when she was doing that you know it, there was such a media frenzy on it like oh my gosh she's hanging out with Paris Hilton oh my gosh she's losing control when like I'm sure if we all had photos taken on nights out by the media and stuff we'd look like that like some of the photos ever where she's looking like really bad and like really really drunk or, or if she's on drugs or anything like there's so many people that happens to that are completely fine yeah i mean it leads us to the free britney movement doesn't it because that that yeah. is what people are campaigning for people are campaigning for the awareness of what she's under and trying to get yeah. her out of this mess so britney called for a private judge meeting to enter conservatorship in 2019 i believe it was um mm. So it clearly shows that she wants to be out of this as well. Like she feels ready to take that leap to gain control for the first time in her life. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just. Do you really do you think she's going to get out of it? Like, do you think they'll they'll grant that to her? Well, I think all the evidence suggests that she shouldn't be in one, but at the same time, like think about it like realistically. I think it's going to be very, very, very hard for her to get out. And I don't know whether she will be able to. And I think that's, it's really sad. I just hope that the media, I mean, that's the ironic thing, isn't it? Like the media destroyed her, but you're also now relying on the media to ignite the movement, ignite awareness. Yeah. And, and I think that just shows how much influence they have, like both good and bad. Yeah. They have so much hold on celebrities' lives and so much yeah. power to change opinion. It's Definitely. very scary. Yeah, with re regards to the media, I think it's really interesting because they do have so much power with just about everything. If you think about, you know, as you mentioned before about like Meghan Markle, how much they've been able to frame the narrative about Meghan when she was, you know, pregnant and stuff. And then there's also ticks as well. Like they, they easily can walk for good, for bad, what's happening to be on a certain kind of side. But then, you know, since Free Britney's came about, a lot of people, and it has been kind of framed by, you know, Jamie and the team, have kind of like, Free Britney's a conspiracy. But now I think that people definitely do think that, you know, it's not a conspiracy and that it needs to be taken seriously. And I think the documentary has done a really, really good job of raising awareness. Like when I watched it, it kind of wasn't really anything I didn't already know. Um, it was interesting who they got like interviews for. It was interesting to see those, but kind of the content and what they were talking about, I kind of already knew it anyway. But I was thinking for people who don't know anything and just kind of watching it because say people talking about it and stuff it is very 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 good and it definitely frames it in a way you know like britney needs to be free so it is really critical of her conservatorship and you know how she was treated back in the day and i think that the media is starting to pick up on all of that and a lot of it is a lot of them are kind of taking responsibility for how they treated her then so i think it's definitely swings and roundabouts doesn't it with the media like they yeah. caused it and now they're kind of trying to you know be on her side yeah i think it's hard to see what will happen exactly i think the interesting thing that you raised with Meghan markle as well is that she has a voice like she can use her platform to set the record straight like she can fight with the media but i guess the conservatorship for britney yeah. she can't do that like Meghan Markle and Harry are going to go no. Oprah and give that interview and they can put their side across and hopefully, I'm not saying it'll put it to bed because that'll only add fuel to the fire, I think, but they can they can add their share of events on it. And so there's an element of truth there rather than he said, she said, all the rest of it. But Britney can't do that. Britney can't sit down and interview and say, no. this is how I've been treated, this is why I did this, this is how I feel. Because for the past 12 years, she's been stuck in someone else's narrative, like a narrative that's been scripted and created on her behalf, which is so unfair. Yeah, definitely. It's just sad because, you know, she doesn't have full control over her Instagram and stuff like she... I mean, a lot of celebrities kind of send it to the team and the team post it. But she doesn't have the luxury of deciding just to post something on herself. If she ever does get out of it, which I really, really hope she does, hopefully she'll be able to speak out. 
I think it's been a really interesting discussion. It's a very good topic to raise in today's society, I think, and something that we should all begin to question a little bit more, especially yeah. in regards to what we read and what we see and what we consume. And how we like react to situations, because if there wasn't a demand for what was happening to Britney to be published, then magazines would assume lost interest. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, mm. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. It's been It's been great. No worries, I've loved being here. Thanks for having me. What's your radio show called? Do you want to plug it? Oh, yeah. So you can listen to me <laughs> on Sundays, 8 till 9 pm, on wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. We have a show called Teen Scope where we talk about four kind of current affairs, politics issues in an hour, and you can vote on um, polls on it. It's really interactive, it's really fun. It's great. I'll I'll leave a link in the podcast description as well. So Thank if you, you want to check that out, go for it. Um yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you two weeks time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TD. Tune in on Tuesdays for your fortnightly fix of Milky Midweek Magic. Putting the tea in your Tuesday.